Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another episode of the Nothing But Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and as always, I'm here with my main man, Just B. Justin, what's going on? Nothing much. Uh, just trying to survive this cold, but things seem to be going in the right direction with that. So I'm happy to be with you all. And of course, we have Melissa. How's it going? What's going on, y'all? Hope you guys have all been well. Um, I just got over being sick, too, but we're here now. We're, we're good. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're all here vibing. We all have our Bulls hats or logo or beanies on. Like, how did how did this momentous occasion occur? It happens every week except for you. <laughs> oh, it's just me. <laughs> Thank so, you. We're so happy that you joined the Bulls crew. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, somebody sent me some money so I could afford a hat. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Mom. Works. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's been a while. I mean, Mel is getting over sick. You're getting over being sick. Um, I'm a walking alcohol pad, so <laughs> I've, I've been good. So <laughs> it's been a lot of booze games, and those have made me kind of sick. <laughs> Two and four on this road trip. Teams uh, didn't lost to <laughs> like the Thunder mm-hmm. or the like the Bean team. I don't know about y'all, but I was very mad hearing the chant- fans chant like the Bean. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what is that. What was the story behind that? I'm I was confused. Like I'm I'm not sure what they were referencing with that. They have a huge purple beam that they shoot up into the sky when they win oh okay all <laughs> right that's i i thought i heard like somebody like because i was watching like a different broadcast something was off of my nba league pass like i don't know what's going on with it world it will allow me to like watch games on my tablet or any other device except my tv i don't know what's going on with that but i thought like the announcers were like alluding to it involving Zach Levine in some kind of way. That's why I was like confused. Like what does this beam have to do with Zach being there in Sacramento? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so they were like, totally just making stuff up. Yeah, they they, no they just chanted whenever they win. I think I think it was the Warriors that it was either the Warriors or some other team that they the fans started chanting, and they were just looking on the bench like, "What are they saying?" Okay, okay. So, like the last time I felt good um, was probably yeah, it was the game I was in in Mississippi at the time watching the Bulls uh, versus Utah. Like that's the last time I felt happy. Um, Aside from, um, you know, being happy around my family. But yeah, I was actually happy for that reason. Because when I got to Mississippi, my friends had on League Pass and they knew that I was a Bulls fan. And they actually let me go up to like this special room of theirs and, you know, 
just basically watch the game by myself. Like I had like this whole entire like man cave thing going on. And, um, you know, I, I went upstairs and they let me watch it. And then they were like, no, 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 come and join us and, and we'll watch it all together. And um, I was actually happy to to claim myself as a Bulls fan for that particular moment because we came out with a win and uh, no one was able to rag me in Mississippi. But uh, yeah, it was pretty much downhill from there. Yeah, I... Uh, uh... I just I don't understand it like I I don't understand it like we beat Utah we beat Boston we beat Milwaukee Milwaukee and Boston were back to back how did we just go downhill <laughs> with losing to the Thunder and to the Suns getting blown out we had a good game against the Warriors. I mean, just couldn't pull that one off. We shouldn't have lost to the Kings. Yeah, that was one we were expecting to win. Like that would that should have been that should have been a dub for sure. Okay, but like why were we expecting to beat the Kings? Out of all the teams, it should have been them. But like why? Like for like because we, we have play? the three best players on the floor during that game, but the Kings have been like one of the the better improved teams, um, in the league. Like if you just look at their numbers, like you know, first of all, like they've improved like with the the talent that they brought onto that team since last year. Even with them losing Halliburton, they've been able to somehow like even out the balance of um talent that's on that team but like i understand what the kings do well like what then looking at these past like four or five games what do you all say that we do well that we can be like yeah we should have won that game like is there anything that you all feel like you can hang your hat on because i don't i don't feel like confident and what we do well, where we can be like, yeah, we should have won that game. Like, even, like, in looking at these last couple of games and somehow, like, the sprinkling of Billy Donovan somehow getting a contract extension, like, <laughs> sprinkled in with all of that, I don't understand, like, what it is that we've done. Like, I, I, I see certain numbers that people are throwing out, like, defensive ratings and deflections and steals and I don't know what we do offensively well but we can be like yeah we should have won that game I'm a little confused with that I don't think there's anything that we're doing consistently well on offense first of all I mean it, um, it's we are lacking in identity for sure um, with offense we all kind of have spoken about that in all the previous episodes and, and uh, unfortunately not much has changed. It just depends on what's working at the time. Um, I don't see too much changing. I do see like a little bit more in terms of like the rotations go. And I know Derek will is like grinding his teeth about that, but um, I do see Billy doing a little bit more on the rotation side of things in comparison to previous games. But um, in terms of offense, unfortunately that I can't really 
I mean, there's nothing really that we're doing consistently well. Defense is more hopeful, um, but unfortunately not on the not on the offensive side. Kobe's had like little streaks of hope, which we weren't expecting, but he's hit some clutch shots. Um, we saw Zach go off on that last game, 41 points, and unfortunately that led us nowhere. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been kind of rough. Yeah, that led us nowhere because Billy doesn't ride the hot hand as usual. Zach was like three or four in the first quarter, and instead of keeping him hint and riding with him, he went to his routine rotation change, leaving Demar in, who was ice cold. Yeah, he was cold. And and Zach was playing really great on defense too; like he was great on both ends. Exactly. Yet you sit him down, then you leave him on the bench too long in the fourth quarter. You could have brought him in earlier. Maybe we could have won that game. The problem's been really Zach and Demar have both been in shooting slumps at the same time, and hopefully Zach broke out last game because when those two aren't making shots, not winning. It's just not gonna happen. Do you feel like we have enough like evidence to point to um Zach and Damar being a good pairing moving forward? Or do you know like is are we limited in just relying on those two where it's like if they're if one of them isn't hitting, then the chances of us pulling out a win is just slim to none. If one of them isn't hitting, it's an uphill battle. Um, you know, they, they haven't been shooting great. I don't think they really shot great in those wins against Boston and Milwaukee or Utah. It's just other players stepped up. Kobe stepped up, uh, hit huge threes. Vooch made that huge three. It, it, it relies on the other players, somebody stepping up when one of them has an off night. And you kind of need your coach to help put you in a position to be able to help to the best of your ability. I don't like him just all of a sudden benching Io and Pat when yeah, Pat had fallen off a little bit, but we had seen like eight games straight where he was great defensively and offensively. And then all of a sudden you put him on the bench and they're asking about a demotion and Pat's just like, yeah, I kind of figured it was coming. Why did he figure a demotion was coming? Granted, I'm all for Javante starting. Um, unfortunately, now he has a bone bruise. Yeah. So Javante has a, a bone bruise. Yeah, he had an MRI and it revealed a bone bruise. And was that the day that the MRI came out? Because I just I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, and Billy's like, well, that's all it is is a bone bruise. But a bone bruise can take a very long time because 
they thought all it was was a bone bruise with Lonzo Ball. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to hear that, Billy. I don't want to hear that's all it is, is a bone bruise. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I guess like the uh, our best one of our best lineups is Caruso, Pat, Zach, Io, Damar, and Vooch. So I didn't I didn't understand the mention of Io. Um you kind of want to like keep him involved and keep his confidence high because he's a future part of this team. And he's in one of our better net rating lineups. Just could have put Caruso in um, instead of, you know, benching both Io and Pat. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> Something just seems off, like with everything, the whole morale of the team, just like I had tweeted that too, like the body language, you could just see it. There's something going on. I don't know if people are just, if everybody's just a bit demoralized at the moment, but doesn't feel like they're really gelling on any level. I hate to sound so negative, but it just, um, it doesn't look very cute right now. They just don't seem engaged uh, as a team. Um, and Pat's like, Pat's kind of regressed a little bit. He had his nice spurt, um, and it seems like he's regressing again. And that's why he's maybe coming off the bench. But I was reading something, and I think it was something that you sent out earlier too, uh, Derek. It was about like that net rating, like with with Io and with um, with Pat. Um, there seems to be like a, a pretty big drop off as far as like offensively and you know it's really showing on the court especially I mean we've been lamenting this for a while now how the Bulls start games how they don't get into their offensive flow um I think that we've all made the comment that the Bulls would be a lot better off if they were playing at a much quicker pace um not allowing defenses to kind of key in on what they are going to be doing early on um allowing, you know, DeMar to either start the offense early or getting those early looks with Booch in the low post to kind of initiate things and, you know, to get some kind of rhythm going. But for whatever reason, like, and we talked about this before, like when I sent you all that frame when they were playing Golden State, I know they were trying to like maybe slow the tempo down with Golden State a little bit more. But there were too many times not just in that Golden State game, but in other games as well, when the ball is inbound, there's like three or four guys who are at half court. There's nobody on the other side of the court. Nobody is running. Um, and it's it's a big issue. And we, we're we at that point where it's like you, you either have to go all in or you got to think about like moving some things around, moving some people around, right? I mean – are, are we going to go all or are they going to go all in with having P will and having him being like a crucial part of the offense and trying to, you know, make, get some easy plays for him to, you know, get his rhythm going or are they going to just relegate him to the bench? Like 
he's he's going to be up for like some kind of contract extension after this year, correct? I think. So, like, don't you really need to? Did have we already a... extend him? Did they extend him? Because I don't remember them doing that. I think they might have picked up an option on him. I mean, how old is uh, Demar? What is he like? 32, 33? 32. 32. 32. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have um, Zach is coming back. Obviously, he wasn't doing well with the leg injury, and he's trying to find his rhythm. But you you got to go all in with these guys. Like, I, there's too many times where I'm seeing Pat. Um, Pat should be playing more than 30 minutes per game. I'm just going to say that. You got to see what he's got. Um, you're not going to learn anything from him just sitting back and watching other people. You kind of just have to throw him in the fire and just force him to be a part of that offense. It's kind of like when when um, Lori was on this team and people were like, oh, Lori is just uh, standing around on the perimeter. Well, you got to find some ways to get him involved, initiate the offense, start a couple of plays off with him. There were too many times where Pat would take a couple of jumpers in the first quarter, and then that was it. So he had touched the ball. He wasn't involved in the offense. There were no plays that were involved with him moving around the basket. There was no sharing that was going on. And I, I just I don't want it to come back to a thing with um, us just always blaming Billy because this roster has a lot of different issues that are out of his control. But – this contract extension that he signed, it's it's leaving a lot to be desired. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, where Billy has, like, really solidified and put his stamp on this team. I know that they've gotten better defensively, even being down Monzo, but offensively, this team is just a mess, you know? And I don't, I don't know. Like, they committed to Billy, Billy being a big part of this team's uh, future, I don't know why, but they did. So it's kind it's kind of puzzling that they've done that, and yet Billy hasn't found a way to find some path forward with the general makeup of this team. Even with Lonzo Ball being out, like I I don't see any type of offensive flow to this team whatsoever. I don't know what type of system he's trying to run. It's just hey. Um, Tamar, hey, Zach, figure it out. You guys do better. Like <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's the same as last season. There's a, some sprinkled things in there that are different, but for the most part, it's the same as last season. It's like iso ball and everybody else figure it out. So you'll still see some people still standing there. I mean, like, we have, like, Wu will, will slash and drive and, DJJ will do that too, but it's not it's not consistent. And we see that it works, but it's just not consistent. So it's just kind of whatever the mood is. <laughs> whatever is working at the time, they go with. But um, as I said, I, yeah, the, we don't have any type of identity. And we're very easy to guard. It's so predictable. Yeah. And we have no – we didn't solve for our three-point shooting in the offseason, which we've already talked about a ton of times. So we just – I don't know. Like the vo- the volume isn't even there. Like they're not even t- attempting, and we're getting killed. <laughs> we're getting killed on threes on both ends. Like our perimeter defense and just our our volume, and it's 
not very easy to succeed in the NBA if you know if you're not putting up threes. Yeah, uh, you said like twice now. We have no identity. Mm-hmm. Whose job is it to establish the team's identity? Billy Donovan. Why was he given an extension? The better question is, why was it so top secret? It was signed before the season, but here we are a quarter way through the season just hearing about it. Yeah, I it's 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 inexplicable that he could have signed like I don't I've never heard of anything like this ever happening before. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of, I'm just at a loss of words. Like I, I've never seen like any, any fan base or national media, like being more shocked about something that had already happened than what has taken place with this Bulls team. And I know like they like to keep things like under wraps, but the signing of your head coach, him being like extended and being an integral part of your future moving forward seems to be like a major deal. And it, it kind of makes me think back to what we were talking about before. What are you committed to? Like, are you really committed to Billy Donovan being the head of this franchise moving forward or the face of the franchise from the head coaching position? Or are you not? Are you committed to P will being an integral part of this team moving forward, or are you not? Even with Kobe, you know, it's funny. Um, before the season started, we were all like, well, Kobe needs to be more consistent. And Kobe's played better defensively, but you can't be consistent if you're playing like 18 minutes per game. Like, how are you supposed to find a rhythm on offense if you're playing 18 minutes per game? And like, I don't. I don't understand like how the roles have been divvied up on this team. I don't know who comes in and does what and what their responsibilities are. I just, I just don't, I just see people just coming out on the court and just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, it's probably the most shocking thing I'll say on this podcast. If you're so dead set, on send the IO to the bench. Start Kobe White. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> because <laughs> he's been playing better defensively. Mm-hmm. You see, the last game we got back in it because Kobe got on the floor and he was playing defense. He was pushing the pace, which the Bulls are much better in offensive when they're running. And he's knocking down his three-point shots. So the defender has to respect Kobe being on the outside, which gives more space for Zach and DeMar. I know everybody was like, yeah, well, we know Kobe's going to trade this season. Now it's kind of like, we might need Kobe. And if you need Kobe... What other moves can be made? And I I have no answer to that because during the offseason, getting a shooter was not addressed. And we need shooting. Which means we need Kobe. To play more. You know, it's funny. (laughs) 
What a when I said that I had something that I thought was going to be shocking to you all, I thought like me mentioning that was you all were going to laugh me like off of the show. No. But like there are no other moves that can be made. Bringing in Caruso to start helps like with somewhat with the energy, but Caruso is not consistent enough to put the defense or make the defense move. Same thing with Javante. Javante provides energy, but he's not consistent enough with ball handling or with knocking down an outside shot to make the defense actually have to worry about him while he's on the court. I'm not saying that he can't knock down those shots, but it's, it's not going to provide any type of fear whatsoever. The only other person that you have on that team who has experience in the starting lineup who has experience being somewhat of ball handler, someone who can put the ball on the floor, get to the rim, create for other people somewhat, or just happen to knock down an, an open shot is Kobe. And if you, if you're seeing that you're not getting a lot of good, you know, investment on return with starting IO and Pat, it's the only move that you have left. That's it. What a plot twist. What a plot twist. It is. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's been doing great. I am happy for him. I mean, he's he's not scared. He is like not scared to shoot either. So I, I love to see it. Of course, he's always kind of had that confidence for the most part. I mean, he he had his moments where he would just shy away, but whether they were falling or not was another issue, but they're falling now. And he worked on his handles. We see him actually, as you said, pushing the ball. He he can actually dribble his dribble isn't as high as it used to be. He worked on his handles and he's playing defense. And I don't know. I think you guys have a point. Yeah. I mean, he's diving on the floor for 50, 50 balls and mm -hmm. pushing the pace, knocking down open shots. He looks <laughs> like somebody that should start. His health defense has been a lot better too. Like, especially like when I look back at that Milwaukee game, which was another one of the surprising wins that we had. But there were some times that it, it was ridiculous where there were times where somehow Kobe got matched up on Giannis. But aside from that, there were plenty of times where Kobe noticed a mismatch with Giannis in the post, and he immediately went to go, you know, make up for that, that mismatch that was going on. His awareness has been a lot better this year, despite – you know, if you look up his defensive metrics and the overall rating, it will say that it is pretty high. If you're just, and I think a lot of that has to do with the other people that he was playing with on the court. He is making some plays on the court that is showing that he is actually engaged from the defensive side of the ball. And if, when you're looking at that Bulls team, Vooch is not going to consistently go into the post. We saw that versus Golden State. There are plenty of times where Vooch had Clay Thompson on him for some reason and then passed out of the post when he had a clear shot from like five, six feet from the basket. If Billy wants to have this offense where it's like a light, um, you know, like a show me offense, like we'll, we'll show you, we'll go into the post, but we really want to scatter the ball around the perimeter. It only makes sense to have a perimeter guy who is not afraid to put up shots. And Kobe has definitely 
to everybody's surprise, been one of the better people on our team to do that. Yeah, as the plot twist continues, <laughs> because I said I was out on Kobe earlier this year, and now I'm saying start Kobe. On the flip side, somebody I've been defending since last season. I'm out on Vooch. Vooch cannot post up guards. And it's like, what, what, what do you have height for? Do you work on strength training? Why can't you not post up somebody that you're like a whole foot taller than? He, he'll have a mismatch. Get the ball, pass it right back out. And sometimes they'll just throw it back to Vooch. Like, no, what are you doing? You have a smaller guy on you. And he cannot make his way closer to the basket. He'll either turn around and shoot a fadeaway, or he'll just try to lean in and scoop the ball up. You should be able to physically move the guy on your back and get closer to the basket. This guy is standing in the same spot that he catches the ball in every single time with his weak attempts to bump the person to move them. They don't move. It's like Vooch is 90 pounds, and they're sitting there like, what are you doing? This isn't going to work. Vooch is lazy. <laughs> Can we just say that? Vooch is yes. lazy. <laughs> It is hard. It it is much harder getting in the post and banging against somebody else's body than just relying on trying to hit an open jumper. It's a lot easier. There's more space out there. You're not having to shuffle your feet or you know do a whole bunch of moves. When you're coming off of that pick and roll, generally, like you have a wide open jumper, it's easier. Boosh does not want to do those things. As much as like, and that's one of the things where like we need to be careful about like blaming Donovan so much because Donovan does need to get you know a good amount of blame. But there are too many times where you pointed out, Derek, where Gooch will have clear shot at the basket and he passes out of it for whatever reason. I don't think that that comes down to a coaching matter of Donovan being like, no. I know you have a point guard on you that's the size of Melissa, but no, just go ahead and throw out of that situation to Zach who's being covered or to DeMar who's being covered by somebody. Like, I don't think that that's part of Billy's coaching philosophy. I might be wrong. Maybe, maybe he is telling people to do that in the limited amount of time that he's actually talking to players on the court, but I doubt it. Yeah, that that's all. <laughs> and oh my goodness, you say he doesn't shuffle his feet. His help defense is terrible because he does not move. He's like stuck in cement mm-hmm. on defense. And it's like, dude, you're you're like seven feet. You're the most likely. You're the tallest player on the court. Like 
85% of the time. Why can't you willfully get to the basket? It makes no sense. He, he he's you might as well have him be a forward for all this because he he's not a center. He's no. not he's not doing anything dominating near the basket. And we've all been saying Vooch needs to be in the post more. Does he really? Because when he's down there, he's going to pass it out, and he can't move Marcus Smart. <laughs> he can't move anybody that's six one, and he's a whole seven foot tall. Sorry, you- Mel, I wasn't trying to take a shot at your your height there. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I just threw you in there. You're good. Yeah, I don't know. It just. He just seems so hesitant to do anything. And uh, where you see it most isn't like on the defensive, on the defensive effort. Um, he's just, he's just not doing what he needs to be doing. And I don't know, when he gets the ball in the post, it just, I don't know if that again has to be chalked up to us not having any identity, but it, it's, it, it never seems like anything decisive that he does. Like it, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's any purpose. It just, it's just whatever. It's always like hesitant instead of just, if, if he's going to go, if he's going to go to the rim, he needs to take it up strong and be decisive about it. But it's always just kind of like, it's everything is just so hesitant. And, I, and again, I don't know if that's, that has to do more with us not having any plays drawn up or an identity. He just doesn't know what he's supposed to really be doing, but it, it kind of seems that way. I don't know. It's neutered. He makes plays like he's neutered, like his manhood is not there. Let's just say he does not move. It's not a decisive, like, I'm a manly presence. I am going to put this ball in the basket. And we've seen him be effective doing it, but, like, it's not consistent. He doesn't move like with any confidence in doing so. He's just, I don't want to just call somebody out for being lazy, but it's, you know, what, what else can we really say? Like it, the opportunities are there for him to take and he does not take them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that would help with the offense greatly if they injected Kobe into it. And also, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I, I see that Derek Jones Jr. is one of our better players as far as like his efficiency. I don't think that there's any reason to see any more of Derek Jones Jr. Like I, and that's not a shot at him. That's just like a shot at like what we need to see from this team moving forward. I don't see that there being any reason that Derek Jones Jr. is receiving minutes and we can't find a way to get Dale and Terry on the court we need energy we need someone who can move the ball around we need someone who can guard um <laughs> yeah saying saying Vooch is playing like he's neutered was like the nice way to say he has no balls <laughs> <laughs> i mean he he plays like he has that so i agree with you on that um Derek Jones Jr., I have no idea why he's been playing the second half over Andre Drummond. 
Like, why is Drummond playing the first half and you don't see him anymore? Is <laughs> is like why are we going small? That does not work. We've seen going small does not work with this team. There was a lineup that was featured that had Derek Jones Jr. and Drummond on it. And I'm like, why why are those two on this on the court at the same time? Like I don't and now that is a shot at, at Philly where I'm like that there's no reason like because we didn't have any shooters on that court. It was those two. I, I forget who was else was on the court, but I was like, why are they playing together? Like, there's nothing that they are adding to each other where you can be like, okay, well, one of them is giving me something that the other one is not going to get, is not giving me. So, yeah, I everything on this team is just disjointed and I'm just like either we're going to commit to playing certain guys and getting them up to speed and seeing what they can do or like we're just going to keep being stuck in the mud yeah I would rather Dale and Terry get um, Derek Jones Jr.'s minutes he's 6'7" can handle the ball he brings energy he brings defense like that one game where he got maybe a minute and a half (laughs) he came in instantly caused the havoc on defense and made a couple shots he hasn't seen any time since then other than with the windy city bulls it's like what have Derek Jones Jr. shown you to where you say, okay, I'm not going to take a look at our rookie at all. Like, just just sit on the bench and let him cheer the players on, and maybe we'll send him down to Windy City tomorrow. Why not? Everything else you're doing is not working. You relying on your players to carry you, which you've done your whole career. You relied on Kevin Durant. You relied on Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Shai uh, Glizzis Alexander, Damar and Zach last season, mainly Damar because he was having a crazy year once Alonzo went down. That's the only reason we made the playoffs last year. I mean, we were... It's because we had that really good first half of the season and did just enough to hold on to the final playoff spot to avoid the play-in. We went from first to six. It's not because, you know, Billy was drawing up plays and putting us in positions to win and we just weren't winning. No, it's because he just relied on DeMar to bail him out every single game. And they gave him a contract extension because we made the playoffs and got gentlemen swept by the Bucks. Are we going to put all of that on Zach being injured, Lonzo being out? Or do you have to look at like, okay, he made no type of adjustments 
to give us a fighting chance in that series. He's lucky we weren't completely swept. Would he still have gotten a contract extension because we made the playoffs for the first time in four years after having trash coach of all time, Jim Boylan? Or did that one win be like, oh, we can go somewhere with this. Let's extend them. Why is he extended? If this is not a Nate McMillan situation, because he got an extension and then they fired him two days later. This extension better not have him safe. That's all I know. He's he's going to have to go regardless. You liked him enough to offer him more money. Cool. Let him take his money and find somebody else. Because he has shown he is not going to move the needle for this team. He has not established an identity for this team. I don't even think he has a playbook. Because what what are the plays? It's It's a random pick and roll. Somebody get up for three or give it to Zach and Damar. That's it. And then, oh, Vooch has a mismatch. Throw it to him, but he's going to kick it right back out. The way this team is built, um, a lot of stuff has to go right in order for it to work. And a lot of that hinges on a player who has not shown that he can stay healthy consistently. Um, And when, when Lonzo first came here, I remember Derek and I, like, you know, when they were first, before we brought Lonzo in here years prior, you know, and people were like trying to figure out if Kobe could play the point guard position or whatever. They were talking about Lonzo ball and, you know, we had the same debate earlier. We were, we were like, you know, he can be a good player, but can't he stay healthy? If you're, like, hedging everything, like your defense getting better and your offense running better and your three-point percentage going up considerably, if you're hedging all of that based off of one guy who has not shown that he can stay healthy, that's a little bit problematic. If you're taking all of that and saying that Billy is going to be the one to make everything come together and move forward effectively, that's taking it a step even further down the land of disbelief. Like, I don't, there, there has to be a point where like, you're not just looking at Billy Donovan, you might actually start to be looking at AK too, like in the decisions that have been being made. What do you all think about that? I mean, nobody was really that. We, we'd made certain upgrades to the roster over the off season, of course. Drummond was 
a good signing. Um, Dragic was a good signing, but we, we didn't address the three-point issue. We didn't address rim protection. Um, so I don't know. I think those are two major things that needed to be addressed. I mean, at, at the very least, the threes. That is so needed. We didn't address having a consistent shooter, a three-point shooter. Yeah, the problem is they need a player that's a glue guy that connects the offense, connects the defense, can knock down shots. They have that Alonzo when he's healthy. But we haven't seen Alonzo since last season, before the All-Star break. And, you know, they they said, oh, we're optimistic that the second surgery fixed the issue. Uh, we're optimistic that he'll play early 2023. And then Billy comes out and says, he's nowhere close to running or taking contact. Cutting. Cut. Running, cutting, taking contact. Like, so, like, is he still a basketball player? Like, I don't. It like, doesn't seem very hopeful that he's going to even come back this season. To no. And if that's the case, it's like, what is the plan moving forward? Like, you drafted this guy in Dalen Terry. You didn't just draft Dalen Terry just to be a cheerleader. Like, there were certain attributes that the Bulls looked at and said, you know what? He can help us with his communication, for one. Like, when Dalen gets on the court, he is – effectively communicating with people, trying to get them into certain positions on the court. It might not be with like those uh, veteran starters, but when he's on the court with other people, he's trying to get them in certain situations. Um, but they, they haven't used them. So like if... I think that's frustrating for all of us. Like even even when the game is like pretty much decided already, even at the very least then, like fourth quarter comes around and we're like down, we're down quite a bit and you can already feel the energy is like done. Dalen still hasn't been put in. Even if there's like six minutes left and we're still down by 20 plus, he doesn't get subbed in. And this is like crucial time to be developed. It's not happening. He needs this. He needs time to be developed. Billy does not develop anybody. He hates our. He, hates <laughs> he just doesn't. He's he's never developed anybody. There is nobody that I have ever seen play on a Billy Donovan team where I said Billy made him a lot better than what he is. No, he develops no one. He doesn't play. Dana Terry for some reason. Even Marco. The game's decided. You don't even see Marco get thrown out there. It's like he decides to channel his inner tibs and keep the starters out there when it's no point. It's, <laughs> I just don't understand how we got here with Billy Donovan and this team I mean, AK did flip like the whole team within two years. Got Damar, got Vooch. 
brought in Lonzo, and it was looking good at first before Lonzo went down. Then it's like, okay, we need better construction with the rest of this team because that glue guy is not there. I don't know if that's all on him or if that's on Jerry for not wanting to spend money. I would put it on Jerry before I put it on AK and Mark. Because we all know Jerry does not like signing off on too many checks and does not like to pay the luxury tax. Done it once. And the well, the thing is, like, we, we talked about that earlier um, in the year. To go into the luxury tax, you have to believe that you actually have a team that is going to, like, be competing for something. And plenty of people who have come on, you know, our podcast, including us, we've said, like, this team is not ready to, like, necessarily compete or go to that next step. But in the same mindset, you have to be thinking or believing that you are building some type of culture to get you to that point, some type of identity to show, okay, we are moving in that direction. I don't know what Billy Donovan is offering to provide that identity and that culture to where this team needs to get to, to eventually be one of those teams that says, yes, we are ready to go into the luxury tax, which makes me go back to why was he extended in the first place, which goes back to why was it done in such a secretive manner? And I don't feel like anybody has, like, I just feel like the news which just let out that he has this extension and no one has really questioned why it is that Donovan has the extension that he has. Like, I, I find that to be somewhat confusing. Yes. Sometimes you have to go into the luxury tax in order to build. The Nets are always in the luxury tax. What are they competing for? Sure, they look better now. I think they got up to six. But are we really banking on the Nets contending for the championship? Even with Durant and Kyrie? No. (laughs) I don't see them being in the finals. Yeah, they're still paying that money because they're trying to bring in players to help them build to being a contender. You can't be cheap and just buy pieces from a yard sale and expect that that's going to get you to where you need to go. We're just waiting for Jerry. We're just waiting for waiting for Jerry to do Jerry what? To sell. To die. <laughs> I was wondering which one is gonna say to sell, to sell, to sell. 
I mean, but Michael has more control over the Bulls than Jerry. I, I guess he still has to get Jerry to sign off on stuff, but is Michael really better? The whole Reinsdorf family. Now, with all of this being said, we're still 9-14. and 14. Um, what, what, what place are we sitting at? Like, what, 12th or something like that? Probably. But we're still not that far away from actually being from like I think like the sixth or seventh spot, correct? Because like there's a whole bunch of jumbling that's going on across the Yeah, league. we're twelfth and the Nets are six, they're thirteen and twelve. Thirteen and twelve. I, I mean don't think it's like completely gloom and doom. Like it it just has been really stinking it up the last few games. <laughs> I think like most of the frustration is that we've seen what they could do. Like we've seen that they can do certain things, but it's like all in these short glimpses of time and nothing's really consistent, but we've seen what they can do. And I do believe, I still do believe that we have talent, the talent to do more than what we're doing. I think that's the most frustrating part. And also like, did you guys see that thing? Um, We had, we had, I think we're, we had the second hardest schedule um, yeah, yeah, and we have like the easiest the left. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we have that to go by too. Some positivity to it, and the the defensive rating was pretty high, considering we played like the toughest teams and had the second worst schedule. I don't think it's all completely gloom and doom. We just, of course, we all just want better for our team, and we know they can be better with the talent we have, with the correct utilization and correct coaching and finding themselves because I feel like I almost feel like we're talking about the same thing now almost every episode because <laughs> the, the problems aren't being fixed there's not really anything that's changing so it's kind of getting redundant because it's the same thing like the problems are the same the solutions aren't there nothing's getting solved for it's just it's the same thing that we're talking about almost every episode with slight adjustments yeah, and it could it could get better, like you were saying. Like I remember, even with that Golden State game, you know, obviously we can't, you know, we're not going to be able to do much if the team is shooting like a whole bunch of three pointers, and you know, we're we're not getting back on defense, or we just keep turning the ball over. Like, I don't know how many like times like in that game, just kept seeing people travel with with the ball. I there was one play where I think Zach. He got the ball and he took like two, two steps. And I'm like, what? It, it was like the fourth or fifth time where I was like, what are you all doing where you're just starting to take steps without dribbling the ball? It's like those little tiny things that like, you know, if we could just kind of fine tune those things, because it, I think everybody was saying throughout Twitter, well, at least they didn't get blown out by the Warriors because in years past, this would have been at least a 20-point loss uh, from our previous um, times that we've been, you know, going up against that particular team. If we can clear clean up the turnovers and just, you know, share the ball and play defense, there is the possibility for this team to move forward. And with that being said, looking at the next couple of games – how do you all feel about that? 
What's our schedule looking like? We got the Wizards tomorrow. Uh, Bradley Bill's out. Mm. The Mavs. <laughs> on set. So that's a back to back with the Mavs. Mavs on Saturday and then Sunday the Hawks. And then the two Knicks games. I still fully believe that this team will turn things around because they are better than their current record. <coughs> um, few rotation changes here, uh, adjustments that should have been made that, yeah, I'm not confident Billy will make them, but had those things happen, we have a few more wins and we're kind of like, in the upper third of the East. I think we're like, we've won two games in the clutch this year. We were like the best team in the clutch last year because tomorrow's going off. If we could squeak out a couple more of those wins, we're not talking about being 12th place right now at 9 and 14. But like I said, so the sixth place is not that much better. 13 and 12. It's a couple more wins. Mm-hmm. And you're in the playoffs. So it's like, what, 60 games left? They have yeah. time. Yeah, there's time to get it around. Can we start like a, a start Kobe movement on Twitter? Like, can we get that going? <laughs> start Kobe. And... Did anybody notice that Kobe's voice sounded deeper um, in the past couple of games? Uh, there was a. Did you know? No, I didn't notice, but that that's got to be the confidence speaking. <laughs> he has a little more bass in his voice. Yeah. <laughs> like before, it was like, "Wow, bro, wow," and I, like, like he was like being interviewed, and yeah, my name is Kobe. Uh, yeah, we we really put it together. Like I was like, what? What is going on with your voice, man? Like, maybe the confidence is starting to, to creep in. Who knows? Maybe he's growing up a little bit. Let's do that. Let's let's put a, a start Kobe movement out there. I put it into existence. I wonder if people would argue that they haven't seen enough from him yet. Oh, of course. People, so there's people that hate Kobe. So yeah. they're just going to be like, no, what are you talking yeah. about? I don't think that's going to go over so well. I think they're going to. I think I feel like most of Twitter is going to want to see more games, more more positive games from Kobe. I don't think that's going to be a hard one. Well, you're not going to get it with him playing 18 minutes per game. Yeah. Um, Just say that. Can we trade Derek Jones Jr.? <laughs> I'm not saying like Derek Jones Jr. is a bad player. But there is a team that has a guy who's not in their rotation, who's a forward who could help this team. The Knicks, Cam Reddish. Ah, uh, I knew you were going there. Cam Reddish. Can we get Cam Reddish, please? What is the love affair that people have for Cam Reddish? I don't like why. She I don't know anything about him. Can about, shoot. Like... <laughs> We need shooting. Can he? He shoot? has size. <laughs> we need another power forward. 
and not playing people who aren't power forward at power forward. Even Pat's not a power forward. He's a small forward. We have no legit power forward on this team. That's another thing we didn't talk about. I don't think that Pat is playing his natural position. He's, <laughs> He's not. He, does, he doesn't rebound like a power forward. He's always being asked to guard your top wing players on the other team. Because Pat's a three. Yep. But we got DeMar, so we slid Pat to the power forward, which I never really understood because DeMar played power forward when he was with the Spurs. <laughs> then you're playing DJ at power forward center he's 6-6 so can we at least get send him for somebody that's like 6-8-6-9 who can play power forward who's not playing because Tibbs just like I don't like this guy <laughs> Tibbs is not like Duke players <laughs> just joking he loved Luol Deng Yeah, I, I saw a lot of people talking about that on Twitter. Like, you know, the fact that Cam Reddish is is not being utilized in um, in the offense. I don't know. We need we need players. We need players that can shoot. We need players that can play certain positions. I don't believe in this positionless basketball that people like going to. You need to have certain guys who are a certain height doing certain things like that's just i don't know it's like i've, I've seen a lot of people like we need kyle kuzma i'd love to have kyle kuzma on this team who are we going to be able to trade to get kyle kuzma nobody so your best bet is to go for a guy who's not even playing I don't understand why the Knicks traded for him in the first place because they never played him since they've acquired him. Well, but he played in Atlanta too. Like they didn't want, like he didn't get a lot of playing time in Atlanta too. Wasn't wasn't that the case? He he got more than with the Knicks. The Knicks traded for him and. Gave him the Dan Terry role. <laughs> so, with any of these games that are coming up, are you all going to be like out and about? Derek, you have any plans to go to any games? Melissa, you? Um, January 11th when they come here again. January 11th? Going to be at one of the next games. So, yeah, so we have the Wizards, Ooh. the Mavs, and the Hawks. They play Miami on Tuesday, 20th. That was a long drive, though. I don't know if I can make that drive. 
You can do anything you put your mind to, Justin. I appreciate your positivity. <laughs> you have a bull's hat now, too, so. I do. Magical things can happen. Okay, so our next four games. Wizards, Mavs, Hawks, and the Knicks twice. What's the record? Come on, some positivity. I'm going to go three and one. We lose the Mavs. Yeah. Same? Same. I'll say it was split two and two. Tibbs and his defense. Yeah, there's oh, something that's... about that. Like, I don't like the tips <laughs> when, when we play against New York. There's so even well, with the well, it's five because we got the Knicks twice. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, yep. Um. I'll say three and two. I'm gonna say four and one. One being against the Knicks. They'll get one. I don't think the Mavericks have really been great. So where I'm gonna count that as a loss. Luca's gonna Luca though. He is, but if the Bulls, that's really all they have is Luca. We, we couldn't we couldn't contain Booker, <laughs> like I mean, Booker's <laughs> crazy, but like we could contain him and could have done like a triangle and two on him or double team him or, but we couldn't even we couldn't contain him unfortunately. We couldn't, but Aiden was also bullying Vooch. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have somebody that can bully Vooch. Hopefully. Vooch is not going to be able to bully them, I but I don't think say, there's hopefully. anybody that can bully Vooch <laughs> on the Mavs. What about a different game? Who Who is going to uh, get their career high against us? Jeez, don't do that. <laughs> I'm just happy they weren't like any... I have an answer, but I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, don't ask that. <laughs> Do it, Derek. Come on. Brunson. Brunson. Rui Hachimura is going to go for 36. There's <laughs> <laughs> no way you're serious. <laughs> That's awful. I mean, Kuzma might with Bill out. Yeah, Kuzma might hit us up for 40. If it's not him, it's <laughs> Porzingis. Oh, my God. He's going to bully the booch. <laughs> he already did it once this year. He was uh, just doing whatever he wanted to booch. Got to Yeah, let's was not play Drum that. Was Drummond injured that game? I want to say Drummond was injured that game. Yeah, let's let's not play that game. 
because yeah, Porzingis is just he he was mixing up Luch all night. We can focus our energy on getting Kobe White a starting position <laughs> team. That's what we can do. Come on, who's for it? Everybody, let's join in. Come on. I just want them to like work on their PNR like consistently again. That would be nice. Like I, I don't know where that part of the game has gone to. I just but... don't understand it. Like it's just fu- fundamentals. Like it's fundamentals, and it works. Like why can't we just run PNRs at the very least? Like we're not going to drop any plays. Just do PNRs like the whole time. <laughs> at least we can like get some floor spacing or something. I don't know. We don't have to do anything complex. That's all. And and then we can get some, you can get Zach some shots, some better shots. Put him in more catch and shoot situations. Mm-hmm. Get, give him those quality shots. Not some of those other shots he's been chucking up. With the exception of the last game, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, Javante is listed as doubtful for tomorrow because it's Bruise. <laughs> Bruises don't mean anything. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> when we can expect Javante back. Because it's just a bone bruise. As Billy Donovan said. Doesn't look like it's going to be tomorrow. Uh out. It's on the back-to-back. Unless it's against the Hawks. Probably until the Knicks, most likely. That we're going to be without our energy guy. So you would think you would want to play our other energy guy that you don't play, but we'll see. Justin says no. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you're going to see DMP in Dale and Terry's future for a while now. <laughs> it's just like, why? <laughs> Woo's hurt. You, you got a guy that can play one through three. And brings energy. The logical thing would be to put him out there. Do the Winter City Bulls play anybody you know their schedule? Because he might be there. I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> it it. The last I checked, the Winning City Bulls were like second in their division. Oh, yeah. And, pretty good. Yeah, and they have Dalen, Marco, <laughs> Malcolm Hill, Costas. Yeah, Costas has been um, pretty good. Like that last game of his, he had like 20 points and. Four blocks. All people who we have signed to the state. 
<laughs> that can help this team. Coasts give you size. Uh, Hill and Marco can give you shooting. Dalen can give you a bit of everything. But they're down there in the G League. <laughs> pushing that team to a winning record. That's another thing I don't understand. Like, we talk about shooting. Like, Malcolm Hill can shoot. Like, he's – like, he's – you don't have to go – like so far where you don't have anybody like he's on the team um does at the, does it become one of those things where it's like you have a guy signed to a contract and you're like well I'm just going to I'm going to squeeze out this guy who's making money off of this contract cuz I don't I I'm not saying like that I hate Derek Jones Jr. I'm just I don't see where his value for this team lies like trade him for Cam Reddish <laughs> but yeah Hill can shoot I mean he's kind of like you're not going to expect anything much else from him other than shooting we had a guy like that last season that they just had to keep playing for minutes than he should have Matt Thomas who I could not stand because he was put out there to play defense and all this stuff and all he could do was shoot and he would rarely make it. Matt Thomas was the truth I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so you could at least put Malcolm Hill in that role because I have more confidence in Malcolm Hill knocking down the open three than Matt Thomas, who is not in the league. Gosh. <laughs> I've just been shaking my head for most of this episode. It's a lot of shaking my head. <laughs> <Okay>. So... <laughs> Well, yeah, like I said, I, I still think this team could turn it around. I do, too. I just don't want to be talking about the same thing next episode. We need some changes, please. Yes. And hopefully that just, you know, also goes hand in hand with Zach. Like, if we could just get more. We don't need 40 points per game every single time we're out there. But I think, like, they're – there's some good things that can have that can happen when we like up Zach Levine's usage. I think that his knee seems like it's getting a lot better. Um, I think that we've seen that when he's locked in, because like despite like, we were making jokes before around like the Thanksgiving time about with Demar, you know, cutting the turkey and how it's Demar's team. If this is Demar's team, then the Bulls are in trouble because you sign Zach Levine to be that face of your franchise moving forward. People might not agree with that, saying like, oh, you know, well, you know, he hasn't had a great start to the year, which he hasn't. He has been pretty awful to start the year. But we know that that's not the type of player that Zach has shown in his tenure being in a Bulls uniform. And I think that if we can get Zach with, you know, more aggressive Zach, Zach attacking downhill, um, 
Zach getting other people involved because in that last game against the Kings, he was making a lot of good decisions. He was playing defense. Zach's capable of doing all of those things at a very high level. If we can get that Zach on track and that Zach moving forward, I think that the Bulls can, that's going to help right things for this team. Um, and then just guys just buying in for each other. It's not like these guys hate each other. And despite what we say about Billy Donovan, they seem to be comfortable playing with him. So if we can get those things going and start Kobe, mm-hmm. um, you know, or at least get Kobe more minutes so that he can be more consistent and have like an actual, you know, uh, effect on the game. Uh, more opportunities, I think that the this team can right the ship around. I don't know if Zach has sounded like he's comfortable playing with Billy Donovan. Yeah, it seems like the tone has changed a little bit. Especially over last season, but more recently. The When they asked him, did he think it was necessary that Billy made those changes to the starting lineup, he said, no, nah, that's Billy's opinion. That could be just him, like, standing by his teammates and not wanting to put them down. Or (laughs) that could be something else. Because he's already lashed out about that game where Billy benched him. He's like, that's something he's got to live with. (laughs) It could be. But you also, like, Pat and Io is two young guys. You know, if he believes in his team and doesn't want those guys to kind of like lose hope, then you might see like, you know, Zach coming more to their defense. Even like when he made that comment about when he was benched before, he came back the next day and said, you know, it was blown out of proportion and, you know, tried to smooth things over. I don't see Zach being one of those people who is trying to like, cause an uprising he really didn't smooth it over though (laughs) he kind of doubled down on it and was like i mean i should have been out there because that's what i do but yeah there's there's no problem between me and billy that's not really smoothing it over he stood by what he said well he's got to stand by that i mean as a competitor you have to believe that you need it to be out there the problem is is that if billy is gonna have like that type of conversation with his players you need to you need to have that type of mindset from the very beginning where if guys are stinking it up then they realize that they're going to get pulled when you start going into the media you don't give yourself any other place to go because like if let's say like you do that and then they don't respond what is your next what is your next move after that? So you kind of paint yourself in the corner. And also, when DeMar was thinking it up, is Billy going to say, hey, yeah, DeMar, you're going to sit? Like, it's that goes back to that whole entire consistency level. But that being said, all of that stuff aside, if the Bulls put in that extra work, if Zach comes back to being the Zach Levine that we know that he is capable of, 
then I think that the Bulls, because like we said before, they've played a lot of tough games early on in this season. They get themselves healthy. Dak becomes more aggressive going to the basket. Some of those shots that have been missing start to fall. It is possible for them to get these this thing turned around. So that's all I'm saying. I agree. Um, so addressing the people who are saying that we should tank, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> because say we did tank, that only gives us a 50% chance of keeping our draft pick. So can y'all please stop with the, the take for the Victor guy? from France. It's not happening. We're not getting him. There's like literally no way. Yeah, I mean, there's no like, no, you don't you don't take with the amount of talent that the team has on its roster to think that you're going to tank bad enough to be able to somehow get in that position to be able to draft that player it, it, no, it, it doesn't make any sense. Plus, like, that's just one player. Like, it's funny. Like, people, like, are very comfortable, like, tanking for the one player. We don't know anything, really, about these players except for highlights that we are seeing, you know, from different outlets. We're not seeing, like, all of these games played in full. We don't have a lot of information on these players. And, again, when you're talking about tanking, you're talking about being bad for consistent period of time i don't think anybody wants to be around here for another four years at the minimum of trying to get young players and tanking and blowing this thing up like that's doesn't make any sense whatsoever and i don't have the stomach for it so it can't happen <laughs> yeah it's, it's not happening <laughs> you don't tank when you don't control your own draft pick in the first place. <laughs> it, like who who it's no guarantee we would be a top four bottom team to where our pick does not convey to the magic. Then there a even lesser chance that that pick would go to number one to where you draft this guy. Then like you said, we only see highlights of him. Sure, he's this seven four guy that can shoot threes, and Bobo can do that. <laughs> they 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 really don't play him, but he's like seven four and can shoot threes and dribble the ball. Yeah. But what they have in common is they're both kind of frail. So if he gets injured, then what? You're yeah, back to I... you're back to being horrible for years. For what? I don't have a stomach for that. Yeah, I, I don't see management the, the new management coming in and flipping this team so fast that they did and not finding a way to retool what they need to do and add players 
they did not do it this offseason. Okay, that's fine. They just had an offseason where they brought DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball in and made a trade for Vooch. Let's see what they do with the deadline. Let's see what they do this offseason. What's on your screen, Melissa? Are you watching a video? That's just on my screen. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm looking at your glasses and like there's like a a bright like a brightness that's coming through on them. It's the laptop screen. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. Well, I'm answering you. (laughs) You're watching your own movie of you doing this podcast. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Wizards, Hawks, Mavs, Knicks. I think we come out of that with a winning record. Uh, four of those five games are at the UC. I agree. Agree. So, yeah, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, Till next time, go Bulls. Go Bulls. Tennis game over, the horn blows.